Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Hey everyone, how are you? It's Kirsten Kirschbaum here with my bestie, Danielle. Hey everybody. So, so excited to be here with you. You know, it's been really encouraging to get some feedback from you. And I, I don't know why, but I always, I feel excited and surprised and just, you know, grateful when I hear people now commenting back, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. Hey, it's like my favorite part of my Sunday now when I hear you and Danielle chatting and having your conversations. And so just first of all, thank you for listening and for you know, opening your hearts to our message. And most importantly, uh, our hope is that you will use this as a way to personally draw closer to Jesus Christ. Um, so thank you. Um, today, I have really considered a lot about what I wanted to talk about. And as we are looking um, at the new year and um, looking at our goals and looking at how we feel about it and having a tendency to feel a lot of, uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, you know, judgment and curiosity and uh, questioning and feeling alone and feeling not alone. And, you know, like setting the goals and wondering if you're okay, you know, in what your heart's desire is. And all of these feelings that kind of come up as doesn't matter if it's the beginning of the year or not. It's just, you know, as you sit down and you ask yourself, why am I here? What is my purpose? What is my highest and best use of my time? I always want to feel directed. And so I want to talk about some of my experiences in asking God to direct my life and also feeling a pretty strong sense and responsibility for directing my own life, actually. You know, I, I feel like some of the feedback I get in my prayers from the Spirit, from the Lord, is, Kirsten, go for it. Go for it. Would you please just make a decision and go for it? Whatever you do, I'm going to bless you. I love you. I'm here for you. Like, you know, I, I just think like, I don't believe, I, I think there are certain instances where God is 100%, oh no, go this direction. I'm going to teach you in this, this exact way. And there's examples from the scriptures that we can learn from and follow. Danielle, we talk a lot about the brother of Jared. It's one of our favorite scripture stories to discuss, right? And yeah. I love, yeah. I, and I actually, if you would, I feel like, you're really good at elaborating on like the, the three, we've talked about this, right? Like the three categories of, of how the brother of Jared was directed in his plea to the Lord of tell me what I should do. And his, his deal was a little, I mean, it was pretty big. It was, I'm going to get in a boat and like completely blindly cross the ocean, <laughs> you know, in, in hurricanes and waves and all kinds of things, right? For us, it feels personally like that to me. And, and that, you know, each of us individually, don't you feel like sometimes every day is like your own personal crossing of a blind ocean where you're just like, ah, where do I go? What relationships do I have? Like, 
am I good enough? I don't know if this is the best use, you know, what should I be doing? All of that, all of our prayers sound the same, you guys. It doesn't matter what level you're at in your business or in your family life or, you know, whether you just graduated from college or your high school or you're, you know, finishing raising your family. It still feels like you're crossing an ocean blindly sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you put it that way. And there's so many scenarios. I mean, you said all these other scenarios and even just being single, you know, and like, okay, what do I do? When am I getting married? Those are some of the thoughts that I have as a, you know, 40 plus single person. Um, so one of the things I had a thought while you were speaking, um, is there a way you, I mean, what, hold on. Okay. So I've muted you just so you know, cause there's a little background noise and I'll unmute you again. But anyway, um, I was, I was outside. This is, it's kind of, I don't know. I got this whole image. We we're thinking about brother Jared and crossing the ocean and how our life really relates to that tackling these things. And we're like, can I really do it? Am I doing enough? And this image came to me I was outside with my, I've got two like adorable kitty cats and they're just the sweetest things. They have just come into my life in a time where I had a lot of hopeless things happen and just needed something to love and like mother. And it's been just beautiful. So I'm outside with them. And of course, anytime they see like a little bird, oh my gosh, they just, they wag their tail and they just dart, you know, and they just want to like, it's just this instinct to just, I'm going for it. Full fledged confidence, just a hundred percent. They're ready to tackle. And so we're walking up the street and all of a sudden there was like this big group of crows, like big crows. And they go, we're on the sidewalk and they go in the middle of the street. And they're big. And my cats, instead of being like, aha, another moving bird, they're frozen. They are paralyzed. Their tail is not wagging. And they're both just sitting there. Their eyes are like beating out of their head. And they're like, uh, it's a bird. I want to get it. I don't know if I dare get it. I'm just going to stand here paralyzed. <laughs> it's like, you know, flight or uh, flight or fight, you know, and they just went on total like freeze. <laughs> it was so funny. And so as you were talking about that, I'm thinking of our goals. Like sometimes we have these huge goals and we're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I'm just going to be paralyzed and not do anything. And sometimes we have these goals that, that we're just like, I can do it. I'm, I'm confident and I'm absolutely just going to charge for it. And that was the visual that came as you were talking about these, you know, different things. And the dialogue in our head is really the only difference. It's that dialogue in our head, like, well, yes, I could tackle it. It might take a little bit more strategy to tackle this crow. <laughs> and maybe not why there's six of them all in the middle of the street. But anyway, just kind of a thought of, and Brother Jared, back on that story, as you asked, or as you were talking about, I mean, um, he he really, he does, he, he has these boats with no light in them. And first of all, the Lord had given him like, Hey, do this. Cause he does. He talks to us all the time. Every thought that we really think pensively about, right. There, there are answers to, there are answers from multiple sources. And the goal of our entire life is finding the answer of, from the source that is our savior, the Holy spirit, not Satan and not necessarily just our own like wonderment type thoughts. Right. So it's really figuring out those thoughts. So he, he's directed in all these things to build this boat. Right. And then all of a sudden he comes to, well, we need light. And the Lord's like, great. 
what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> and it's like he gives him the opportunity to really go, okay, well, well, what if I take these stones right here? I don't know. I mean, how would he, you know, but he had faith enough that he could grab stones and that the Lord could do anything. So he had faith enough in that. Absolutely. I love it. So for us, and can you hear me? Okay. I don't know if there's, okay, cool. So, um, for us, like, I, I love giving that dialogue to the brother of Jared. How about these rocks on the ground? Like, do you think brother of Jared thought that's a stupid idea? Like at some point was he kind of like, Oh my gosh, is the Lord going to think I'm an idiot? Like, is the Lord going to, or does the Lord have time to even talk to me about this? Like, this is so, you know, whatever, right? All these thoughts that we have about us. Yeah. Like you said, I love, first of all, I was totally laughing about the cats story. <laughs> totally picturing that. And I, I love it. I think it applies to so many things, cats and children and adults and all of us, right? So, <clears throat> so as the brother Jared asks the Lord to touch these stones and the Lord is probably like, Hey, cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'll totally do that. I love that idea. And that's how I have felt um, as I have been making plans for my future. I have um, come to the Lord and, and had all these ideas and thoughts and judgments and all these things, just like we all do. Right. And I had a moment where I was sitting, um, on my back deck, just, you know, taking a moment to read the scriptures and, and do my PPM as we talk about, right. Pray, ponder, and meditate. And I was considering all the different options that I have of things that I would like to pursue. And I just had this thought that came to me and it was from the Lord. It wasn't me because it wasn't in my own voice saying it to me. It was, why don't you just try it? And I, I just, I just was like, oh, okay. Like, wow. I, I mean, it was, it was as if my friend was sitting next to me and said, Hey, just, it's like, it sounded just like you, Danielle. Oh, well, why don't you just try it? You know? And I was like, oh, well, that's profound. And then I started giggling. I actually started giggling because I was like, oh, you talk to me. I, I know. I was like, Oh, Heavenly Father. Like that was you. Thank you. I love you. I got all excited and I knew it was from the Lord and it was such a simple answer. Why don't you just try it? You guys, the Lord is right there with us. He's excited for our dreams. He's excited for all the things. There's all those judgments and fears are, they are our own and they come from Satan. I am telling you right now, if there was any question in your mind, any fear or doubt, those things do not come from the Lord. Anything that will bring more light and happiness and joy to his children, whether it be within the gospel of Jesus Christ or within another wonderful endeavor that you are involved in, those dreams are put into your heart and mind for a reason. Go for it. Yeah, I think you're so right. And here's the thing is, I got to mute you. It's when I speak, I get a little background noise, so I'll mute you. It echoes. Um, but anyway, it, it's a lot of times I feel like we paralyze ourselves because we don't know if we can accomplish it. And I will, I will tell you this in last, um, about six months ago, I set, um, I set quite a few goals and like, I would say, well, one of them in particular I'm thinking of was 
really big. And I was like, I don't care. I can do it. I can accomplish it. I'm doing anything. And, and I, I actually asked in prayer, is this okay? Like I, I made sure those goals weren't aligned with him. And he was like, yeah, I definitely, I 100% felt like I got confirmation that this were, these were awesome goals to set. And the one that I'm thinking in particular was so big, I actually did not fulfill it in the, in the slightest. Is there something wrong for going for it though? And that's what I wanted to bring up. It's like, was there, it was a business goal. And was there something wrong with me being excited and going for it? Not at all. Because what it creates is it creates momentum. It created, it, it allowed me to talk with Heavenly Father about my goals. My other goals totally got accomplished. So it's not, it's not, not saying that I had about six of them. And so this one in particular would just didn't end up happening. And by the time it got down to like about month four or five, I was like, I reassessed the goal and I didn't feel like, Oh, you were wrong. You shouldn't have made that goal. I didn't, I, I mean, from myself, I felt that, but not from the Lord, from the Lord. When I went, it just, it, it helped me realize that how I need to spend my time. And it helped me create a whole bunch of momentum for my life, but also helped me go, Oh, so this is why when I set so many goals, I'm kind of having a foot in both sides. I'm not really getting much of anything done. And it helped me reassess my goals and go, okay, now I know exactly what I'm going to accomplish and I can do it because it's going to be the main goal on my plate. So does that make sense? I don't know if I'm, I'm being a little more vague because it may not really pertain or make sense to this. One of them, the goal that I realized was the main goal that needs to be on my plate was my doctorate. And I had set a whole bunch of other goals that I was like, oh, well, I can do that at the same time. It all can, it can, I can do it all, you know? And then I, in doing it, I didn't feel like God was like, no, you can't. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine him saying that? Like, no, you can't do it all. So I just went for it. And I think he's just like, yes, I want you creating and believing in yourself. And that's what the exercise did. And then when it came down to it, I realized I can't have my feet in both sides. It just, I don't get enough of either done. And now my, I've realized for my, my big goal for this next year, and I will a hundred percent accomplish it because it's the only huge goal on my list is to graduate with my doctorate in, in six, six, eight months from now. So, so yeah, I think that there's a re I think that there's a reason that he's just like, yes, I want you going for it because everything is a learning process. Why not learn from it? Even if you stumble. Like you don't have to cross every single T and dot every single I. The Lord doesn't work that way. Absolutely. I love this story and I can totally relate. And I'm sure that all of our listeners can relate. I totally have six goals and I can't, I'm like, I don't even know which one to pick. And I kind of always have six goals. And I agree with you that like, it's not the most effective way to do it, but don't even feel bad. Like it's fine. It's yeah, great. You have six goals. So go for it and reassess and figure out and just don't put judgment in the Lord's mouth for you. Like, I love how you said that. Like the Lord is not like, Oh wow, you shouldn't have done that. Like he's so grateful that you believe in yourself enough that you're in this process of growth and belief and becoming stronger and better. And, and also leaning more on him. One thing that I've been practicing lately is yielding to the Lord. I love this concept, the feeling of yielding. You know, when you come to a, a yield sign and there's a car coming, you stop and you let that car go in front of you. That is what the sign says to do, right? And so I, as I have made goals and thought about the things I want to do, 
I do make it a practice to yield to the Lord. That doesn't mean I'm, it doesn't say stop for the Lord. Okay. It says yield to him. That means keep going. You're going to keep going forward. You're not going to stop and wait. I'm not moving another inch until Heavenly Father tells me exactly what to do. You know, he's like, probably not going to like, that's not the practice. And so doing this, this act of like moving forward, yielding to the Lord, definitely wanting him to be the leader. I'm all about letting him be the leader. I want that more than anything. Um, but sometimes he's going to tell us exactly what to do with the stones, right? And, and other times he's going to let us decide what to do with the stones and he is going to bless our efforts immensely. Uh, I, I'm reminded also of, so for those of us who listened to the women's conference um, in October, uh, our beautiful prophet, I, I, I mean, I don't mean to have favorites, you guys, but like, I don't know if it's just me and like where I'm at in my life personally, maybe is I'm just receiving everything that President Nielsen says, and I'm loving it. And it feels so personal to me. And I feel like I'm being taught by the spirit before the prophet speaks. And then when he speaks, it's confirming what the Lord has been teaching me all along. And I'm just having these beautiful experiences as I hear the prophet, President Nilsson, speak to us. So in October, he spoke to us women and he gave us a challenge, uh, a few challenges, actually. Um, one of them was to do a social media fast. Um, which I actually do regularly. Um, so this isn't, it wasn't like a new thing for me, but I, I love the wisdom in it. It's so profound. Um, and then the other was to uh, finish the Book of Mormon by the end of the year. And um, I'm going to be honest, I had just finished the Book of Mormon um, maybe a month before that. And I had kind of, I had done it like in a little bit of a, a quicker way, you know, where I was just kind of like breezing through it, which is, there's value there. This, so I had restarted the Book of Mormon and this time I was reading through it slowly. Um, in fact, I had, I had been excited to read it this new way I had never done before. So I have a journal, actually the journal that I talk about, I believe in our episode number one, it's my spiritual journal. So I have my spiritual journal as I'm, as I'm reading and I'll just read like one chapter and I'll pick out one of the verses in that chapter that really stands out to me. And I will actually physically write it down, like word by word, every single word. And then I'll ponder it and I'll think about it and I'll write down like thoughts that I have. It's interesting to write the Book of Mormon. Have you guys ever thought about that? Like you read it, right? But then what if you actually write it on paper? You write some of these verses down. So I was having a really good experience doing that when the prophet issued the challenge to finish by the end of the year. And so I wasn't sure. I, I know it sounds weird. Like I'm not trying to be blasphemous. I love the prophet. I just was like, huh, taking that in for myself. Is that, should I breeze through it again? Like, and what if I don't breeze through it again and finish it again by the end of the year? Am I going to miss out on all the promised blessings of the prophet? Or by reading it and doing a deeper study of it, am I, is that okay too? You know, and honestly, personally, I 100% got confirmation from the Lord. Keep doing what you felt inspired to do. You're on the right path. It's all good. So last night I was having a conversation with one of my friends and I love her. She's such a wonderful spiritual woman. And she was saying, oh, I'm just trying to finish by the end of the year. I've got, you know, two days left and I, I'm just afraid. I'm afraid that I'm not going to get those blessings if I don't finish. I just feel like so guilty. And I, and I just had to stop her and I, with love. I said, hey, I'm hearing words like fear and guilt from you. 
And she immediately recognized, she's like, oh yeah. I'm like, honey, that does not come from the Lord. Like that's, that's an obvious one. You know that. The Lord doesn't issue a challenge and then give you fear and guilt <laughs> that if you don't do it, like something awful is going to happen. Like you're trying and growing and loving and appreciating and all those things. Be careful of the judgment and any fear and guilt and all these things that come with setting goals, whether it was something, a challenge issued from the prophet or a challenge issued from yourself or from the Lord any panic because i because i said to her she's like well aren't you trying to finish by the end of the year and i said you know i considered it and and i again i'm reading i'm going to the temple once a week i, I feel pretty solid um but i started to get a feeling of panic and i recognized immediately that that panic does not come from the lord and i I've, I've talked about this on previous episodes where um i didn't go to the temple one day and i could feel this like guilt and shame oh you didn't go to the temple and I, I instantly recognize i'm like oh hey satan thanks for trying to jump in on my temple goal like i'm good you know i i'm good and the lord knows i'm good my heart is good i feel like i can almost see satan jumping in on this finish the book of Mormon by the end of the year goal you know what i mean oh he gets in every way he can and you know a couple thoughts i had oh thanks a couple thoughts i had was um, we're in a university. This life is a university. And so it's all about learning. And if you didn't do something that the prophet had said and you look at it, learn from, well, is that something I needed to do? Or is that something I, sh you know, could do or could learn from? Everything's just learning. And so when we judge ourselves or judge others for wherever we're at at our own university classes, right? Our own university level, it just isn't, it doesn't make any sense. And, uh, you know, I, I have, I'll share my, with the Book of Mormon, I was in this really good groove. My story is a little bit different than yours. I, I was in this really great groove of studying the Book of Mormon. Um, I was studying and I would just read till I came to a verse and I was like, I want to learn more about that. And I would look up every single little, little detail, like all the little, um, what do you call those things at the bottom, the footnotes at the bottom and all the linking scriptures. And then I would look up all this. I was having such, and I was writing notes and I was having such a great time. And then the prophet issued that I was like, and I, at first I was like, Oh, I, I, I really got a good thing going. That was my first thought, which usually your first thought is right. And I, I finally, and then I was like, but then I heard everybody saying how wonderful it is. So I'm like, Oh, well, maybe I need to do that. So then I started reading it quickly, but then I went back to doing it and I vacillated. I was like the crow in the, you know, the middle of the street. I'm like, ah, <laughs> so I vacillated between the two and I got nothing done. I read, I read every day, no matter if it be a verse or a half of a verse, I made a goal. I will not let a day go by without just at least reading one little tiny thing. And so if I'm really tired, it doesn't matter. I open it up. So I did that, but I got off of my, so in, in between vacillating, I got no goal done. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm not saying it's the best, right? We, ha we remember there's a talk about good, you know, better and best, I think it was. And yeah, there's always, but is it mean judgment? No, it doesn't mean judgment. It means learn from it and keep going. That's really what this life. So I hope if anything you get out of like our podcast is that like the Lord is loving on you, loving on you all the time. And don't we learn better when we are being loved rather than when we're being criticized? 
think about it like with your own parents or as your own your parenting or whatever it is if you're just loving and teaching kindly uh, or being taught kindly doesn't it make you want to do more it does it doesn't mean complacency sometimes I feel like we we get this where, well, if I'm not pushing and I'm not criticizing and I'm not beating myself up, then I'm going to get complacent and not do anything. It's actually not true. Beating yourself up and doing vacillating, I'm sorry, not vacillating, but um, beating yourself up and being critical actually makes you vacillate is what I wanted to say. Actually makes you hesitate. Actually makes you not, it makes you be fearful because all that comes from your fear based, right? We've got really two based um, energies that we are motivated from. And one is fear and one is um, faith based. So that hope, hope is the anchor and doubt is the anchor for fear. So if you're on a hope base and you're acting on a, a faith based, you're going to have a lot more energy that you can create. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm like, I did the same thing. That's exactly what happened to me. I kind of stopped doing my journal, like writing down the verses. I haven't done it really. Cause I was like, Oh no, I'm doing it wrong. So then I, yeah, I, I'm the same. And I learned that from you a long time ago. Thank you for that. I learned to have a commitment to uh, open my scriptures or even just on my phone, just a quick verse. Like I just, I just make it a habit of doing that again, not the most effective like scripture study habit, but still a good one, you know, to make sure that I just open it up. But I started, yeah, I stopped my journal writing thing and now I'm just reading normal. <laughs> so I want to talk about, a, I, I, there's so many favorite parts of the book of Mormon, but for me, one of my favorite, favorite parts, I just, I get these guys. I feel like these are my people. These guys in the Jerem, Omni, like that section, because some of them are like, and, and Danielle, we laugh about this a lot, right? There's the one guy that's like, yeah, I got these plates from my brother today. And I haven't really been that good of a guy, but. No, yeah. he says, oh, I got the plates from my brother today. And he only wrote in them today. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't been good, so I'm going to pass them along. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, me and my brother, we didn't really do anything, but just, but like, but we did write in it though. We did, sit, we're telling you, we're commit, we're like confessing that we didn't really do anything, right? And it's so profound to me. I can sit on those verses because it is, that is two lifetimes of of like writing. I mean, I, I want, I'm like, he has my curiosity. I'm like, no, tell me more. Who are you? What did you do? Tell me more about your mistakes. Tell me more about, you know, and that's just not what those plates are for, right? I can't wait to get more plates, you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm like, more, 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 you know? So it makes me want to read the Book of Mormon thoroughly. So I feel more prepared to receive more, right? Anyway, so I just love this section because it's it's this very transitional section of the Book of Mormon. It's all these different people you hear. I was just I was just reading, you know, further in that where they're talking about like the groups that um, you know Zarahemla and his groups that were coming up and leaving and then coming up and leaving and like going into the wilderness and all of them died except for one and then they come back and like you know it's just all of these people and their movements and you know the Lord is aware of all of it he preserved this record for all of us to learn from and apply in our own lives so 
again, as we look at transitioning through to the new year and we look at moving, some of us are probably moving to a new area, a new state even, or just, you know, staying where we're at and, and setting some new goals and moving around in our lives. We can liken our lives to the people in the Book of Mormon. We can liken our lives to, um, you know, really learning and understanding the way the Lord deals with his people throughout history. It's just such a beautiful thing. And it, and it really helps me to feel loved and understood and cared for by the Lord personally and individually. And I have a testimony of that. I know that that is true. There are so many moments in my life, sometimes daily, sometimes not as often, um, but it's usually based on my, my own preparedness, my own readiness to receive that sweet, simple confirmation from the Lord that he is aware and loving what we are doing. Yeah, he sure is. He sure is easy, easy going. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he has the direct path. I mean, there's definitely principles and the best principle of obedience that we can ever learn is listening, being obedient, not to like everything, not being perfect in every single thing that you do, but being obedient to every single prompting that the Holy Spirit whispers to you. That's the key. If the Holy Spirit, it's not about checking off every single time you go to the temple or every single time you do ministering. It's about in a moment you're driving and the Lord says, you need to call your ministering sister. And you, you're like, oh, that's a nice thought, but I don't really feel like it right now. That's what happened to me the other day. And so, and, and I realized I just disobeyed. I just disobeyed. And that's more important than the fact that, you know, checking off how many times you've gone to the temple and done how many names. I think that's really important. And, and I, you know, I want to share when I was uh, about, about a month ago, I, you know, I go on my balcony and I do my PPM, which is my pray, ponder and meditate. So I'll start out and I talk to my heavenly father and then I'll ponder on a question or just, you know, on my day and then I'll, and I'll meditate, meaning I'm listening. I'm listening for what he, he says. He responds to what we say. And I had this beautiful moment where I was pondering about being worthy to be, uh, see him. Like, I mean, I'm looking at the book of Venus, actually, it's what's open right now in front of me because I was reading that this morning, which I just love. And, and I was thinking of the brother of Jared and I'm like, what makes them able to see him? What? And, and I realized a couple things during that, you know, that PPM is that they're no different. They are no different from you and I to be able to see the Lord. We can absolutely see him. The only thing that blocks us is one thing, and that's our belief, our belief that we can see him, our belief that we can be around him. And, it, and this whole experience dawned on me that I thought I knew from the spirit and I knew I am worthy to, to be with him. I am worthy. And I kept wanting to say, but I'm not perfect. And it's like, that has nothing to do with the same thing. Of course you're not perfect. And I kept, I kept going, I kept getting this like thought, like I am worthy. I am worthy. And again, the temptation, but you're not perfect. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't even, that has nothing to do with this conversation. Of course I'm not perfect, but I'm worthy because I love him and I'm listening to him and I believe he's in my life. And, you know, just, I was reading the book of Venus this morning and I realized something actually when I woke up, it came to my head and and so I opened up the book and I wanted to read it. But I realized like 
the reason why he was able to hear the voice of the Lord, because you guys, he went to the Savior um, repenting from his sins. So he was definitely not perfect. He wasn't like, oh, I'm a prophet, you know. He's like, goes and he goes, oh my gosh, I had to like wrestle my, with my sins because he had not been doing what was right. But here's the key. It says right here in Enos, um, knowing that my father, that he was a just man and he taught me in his language and also in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and blessed be the name of the God for it. So what is that right there? I realized this this morning. It's a belief system. He was taught a belief system. He goes to the Lord. He knew the Lord would, he's like, he's like, okay, I know the Lord's there. I just believe it. And he goes and he repents. He wrestles, it says, and, and he remembers the word of his father. So again, he had this belief system that he could, he said his soul hungered. And then what happened? He heard the voice of the Lord. Everything. It's only a belief that stops us. It's not sin or perfection. It's belief. Wow. I love Enos. That's exactly what I was talking about. The Enos, I'm like, wait, there's another one. Enos, Jerem, Omni, all that right there. It's like such these quick, powerful stories that you, I think I might just go back and reread those chapters. I love that. I had a recent experience with Enos as well. Um, and like last week when I was reading it, so <clears throat> I won't go into that. I know we're almost out of time. I, I do have one quick thought. I want to share really quickly. One time Kyle and I, this was, you know, five, six years ago, we were um, looking for somewhere to move. We actually didn't know. We, we knew we wanted to move, but we didn't really know. We were praying a lot about it, even fasting about it. And one of our neighbors, we were actually living in Utah for a couple of years, and one of our neighbors was selling their house. And we weren't really interested in their house. It was weird, but like at the same day, the same day, Kyle and I both got a prompting from the spirit of the Lord that said, go and look at their house, call them up and ask them if you can come and tour their house. So, and I said to Kyle, I'm like, I got this prompting. He's like, yeah, me too. So we were just like, okay, Lord, like we'll do it. You know, even though it seemed weird. So we went to this house, toured around. It was not the kind of house that we wanted to buy at all. We both knew that it was not our home. And we left and, you know, kind of went on about our day. And a week later, kind of, we're, you know, talking about it. Hey, remember when we did that? That was so weird, huh? So recently, so this, like I said, it's like a while ago. So we were just up in Utah for the holiday and we drove past that house. And I looked at Kyle and I said, hey, remember when the spirit prompted us to go look at that house and nothing happened? And he said, yeah, I, I do remember that. And I said, maybe I mean, the only thing that makes sense to me, I really don't know all the purposes of the Lord. I know for sure we were both prompted to do it. Maybe the Lord was just seeing if we were listening. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. Like, I mean, I don't, per, I don't propose to know the mind of God, right? I'm not saying I know how he works in all ways, but I do know that I did receive that prompting and I do know that nothing really ever came from it. And it could have had something to do with maybe the owners of the home and what that meant to them or whatever, right? It could have been anything, but I do know that I was listening to the Lord. So when you talk about um, hearing something like call your ministering sisters or anything that, you know, that makes sense to do that. But you also sometimes might hear things that don't always make sense to you. And maybe the Lord just wants to make sure that you're listening so that when he does give you a bigger prompting, something that really does pertain to exactly your life and exactly what you've been praying about, the Lord knows for sure that you 
are in tune with his voice and that you practice the belief and also the art of understanding and hearing his voice. Yeah, I agree. It's really the hard, not hard. That's a belief. The thing we have to learn is that, and I'm, I'm so in the process of this is the way he speaks to our minds. It's sometimes we mistake it as our own thought. And so we write it off and that's where, and I feel like I'm, I'm noticing that I write it off more as my own thought when it's something I don't feel like doing. It's interesting. I mean, I'm just observing. I'm not, not, and it doesn't mean as a judgment, just observing, but it's something that I do want to do. I'm like, oh yeah, he's saying yes. Okay, good. I'm, I'm doing it, you know? <laughs> so <clears throat> it's that, uh, like we're children. We are such children. And it's like, you know, I don't want to put my shoes on to go to church, you know, and you're just going to throw a tantrum about it. And, and so it's, we're just figuring out and then your child, you let them walk out without shoes on and there's to say there's snow on the ground and they're like, oh, never mind. I do want my shoes on. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that dad, you know? And so the whole key is, is paying attention. And I will say what I've noticed is it's generally when I ask a question in my mind or I'm pondering, right? It's really in a, sometimes it doesn't have to be, but it's in a prayerful meditative type way. Um, it's the first thought that comes because it's the second thoughts. that's either mine or Satan's that like justify it off. Right. Or mine. Well, I don't know if I really want to do that. And then Satan's like, that's not that. No, you really just talk to them. You just text them. Like, why are you going to call them again? You know? So again, it's usually the first thought. And if we just like on this whole life, our entire life, the best thing we could ever learn is to hear him and realize that we have a personal relationship with him. He's been in our minds the entire time. He's been by our side the entire time, whispering and teaching us through the light of Christ and through the Holy Ghost. That's how the Savior has testified of every little thing for us. And sometimes it's just like, the other day I was like, I, I feel like talking to you or, you know, I was like, I said that and I was driving my, my camper van home and I was like, I feel like talking to you. Um, I was on a trip and I was like, are you there? And I just got this, like this immediate word that came to my head. Yes. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a phone call. And so I actually said, how are you doing today? You know, I just kind of asked and the first word that came to my mind and it was really interesting. It was dandy. And it's so funny because I always say the word dandy and I was like, okay, so we could think maybe it came to my, and I did, I thought, well, maybe that came to my mind because I always say dandy, but I felt when it was said, it made me giggle. I felt like it was funny. Like it was like, I, it was just so personable. I love him. <laughs> okay. You would not say dandy to yourself though. You know what I mean? Like that. I'm no. Because I just love you, and I think I'm not. I'm laughing with you because I've had the same, and it's it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And no, you would not say dandy to yourself. He would say dandy to you because it is a language, a clear language to the core of who you are, and he knows you that intimately. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I. I feel like we could end on that beautiful story. And thank you guys for listening. Um, I want to invite you to have more conversations with your Heavenly Father. Have those personal conversations. Try it out. 
see how that works for you. See how he responds to you personally. And it's a practice. I love how Danielle was saying earlier, it's an art. It's not, you know, and I will be honest, there's times where I'm like, am I a crazy person? Like, am I just crazy right now? Am I just like, you know, and, and because who doesn't want you to talk to the Lord? Who doesn't want you to keep practicing this? Satan, right? So there's times where, yeah, I'll get like kind of junky in my head and I get kind of like, uh, what am I talking about? And I get distracted and I, you know, so it, just don't give up, you know, just take some time, do the things that the Lord has asked you to do to become prepared to speak to him, you know, in pondering and speaking, um, reading the scriptures and taking those quiet moments. And I know for me, especially as a busy mom of five little boys, like, I mean, I'm in a closet right now, you guys, like I am in a closet hiding. That's what I'm doing. That's how I'm doing this. And I do that because it means a lot to me. And so you, oh, you can find that time, go out to your car or put your kids in the car with their seatbelts on, <laughs> put the e-brake on and the movie on and then run back in and say a prayer for yourself. You know, do what you got to do to create that space where you really can have those quiet moments with the Lord and work on your belief that he is there for you personally. And if you need to rely on our testimony of that for now, then there you have it. We fully know and believe that and are grateful that you're here with us today and listening to, to our testimony of that. <clears throat> yeah. I want to just end um, before you end. I just thought of one thing that you said with that belief and it's to finish off with Enos. In verse six, it says, and I, Enos, knew that God could not lie. I, I just think that's so powerful. When you, you know, we're talking about working on your belief. Belief is knowing God can't lie. So if you read a scripture and it says, I'm with you, you know, always, I'm, which it does say in, in the New Testament, he says that I'm with you always. If God can't lie, then that means that that's Christ. He was talking to um, the people. And if he can't lie, then he's with us always. He can't lie. And so that belief gets developed through realizing. And that's what Enos, he had that belief. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for, for being on with us today. We really appreciate you and, and hope that you found value in this. And certainly um, would love for you to share it with anyone who you feel would really be uplifted by our message today. And thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on the Sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday Best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.